This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're coming out of the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter and the tenth verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Give me a second, everybody. So I get adjusted here. Hallelujah. Gospel of John, fourth chapter. 10th verse. Amen. Let's set this up. Now, obviously, um, we're all familiar. Most of us are very familiar with uh, this uh, passage of scripture. What's happening here is that Jesus, uh, with his disciples, departed Judah, which was, which was the southern part of the nation of Israel. Uh, Judah is where the temple was. And where he was encountering a lot of pushback from the religious leaders of the day. Uh, so much so that they uh, uh, threatened to um, arrest him or kill him. So he did not want to um, be crucified before his time. So he was going to travel back to his, uh, the place where, of where he was reared at, which was uh, Galilee, which was the northern portion of Israel. In doing that, he had to travel through a north central area, which was called Samaria. Uh, Samaria was a place where there was a mixed ancestry of people there. Uh, they had some Jewish ancestry, but they had other Middle Eastern ancestries mixed in as well. And the Jews of that day generally looked down upon the people of Samaria because of they weren't of pure Jewish stock. Amen. But Jesus is above our human um, biases. He's above all that. Amen. So he traveled there to meet a woman. Amen. And this is a woman who had a difficult life. Amen. She had been married multiple times. And at the current uh, point uh, of the story, she was living with a man that she was unmarried to. Amen. And oftentimes in our church circles, we look down upon people who have had histories of sin or, or even caught up in sin in their current state of being amen neglecting our own shortcomings our own challenges amen we 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 fail to be as um hard on ourselves as we are on other people and god just wants us to be not hard on ourselves and not hard on other other people amen hallelujah but embrace his forgiveness amen Glory to God. So she was looking for um, a sense of joy and life and belonging and purpose in these different relationships, uh, these failed marriages, and even in the um, current living situation she was in where she was living with a man she was unmarried to. Amen. And in her guilt or society's rejection, she showed up to uh, a well at midday or noon, amen, where no one else would be there. People usually fed their flocks at different parts of the day and in this ancient society. They, had, they brought their flocks, their, their cattle to the well to give them water, amen. But she came in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, where she knew no one else would be there, and she meets with Jesus. And Jesus, trying to fulfill um, the longing of her heart, says these words to her amen so that's a setup of the scripture hallelujah so john the gospel of john chapter 4 
verse 10 and it reads and Jesus answered and said unto her so this is the woman he met at the at the well excuse me if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee give me to drink thou would have wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water living water Jesus he, he offered this woman living water now living water happens to be the the name of this church and I've heard many sermons on living water but for many 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 years I was confused as to what does living water mean and there was even a point in time when I thought living water um, because of a certain teaching years ago was strictly just the Holy Spirit amen but as we will look at it today amen the Bible is Christ centered amen it's not even Father God centered or Holy Spirit centered the book is about Jesus Christ amen and it's through that lens that we will discover the meaning of living water so hallelujah as we excuse me as we move on amen with our title our title today is the living water of Christ the living water of Christ won't you help me pray amen as we ask God to lead us and God us in all truth and to feed us today out of his word amen let's pray now, father God we come before in the matchless name of Jesus on this wonderful Sunday morning and we thank you that you've given us the opportunity to still meet even if it is virtually as a church online we thank you and praise you for this opportunity and all the equipment and everything that you've made available to us that we are able to do so father God I pray that you draw everyone that you've ordained to be a part of this online virtual service draw them to their computers or to their phones or to their tablets or however uh, their computers however they are logging on today draw them that they might hear a word from you today now father God you've tasked me with sharing your word with all of the listeners and the viewers Lord God and this task is far too great for me as a human being you are the preacher you are the teacher preach today teach today like never before I yield to you today have your way in me and through me and to, to this people that you have joined our service feed them and feed me today like never before in Jesus' name somebody say amen living water of Christ this woman let me reiterate that was married five times that was now living with a man that was of mixed ancestry now to the world standard she had nothing going for her and guess what she represents you and I we live in this fallen world this world that is going through so much right now and I don't need to reiterate it you all know what's going on in the world right now hallelujah and many of us may be a part of a, a race or a group or um, some type of situation where you've been marginalized or looked down upon well that's what was happening to this woman and yet the Lord Jesus Christ walked 34 miles from Jerusalem 
to um, this place in this place in Samaria, this well in Samaria, to see this woman that society did not care for. This is the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came to a specific person because he came because there was a need there. And God is a God of love. God is love. Hallelujah. So many times when the world cuts us off or people cut us off or people look down upon us or people or now we have the cancel culture. Where we're going to cancel people. And we've all been a part of it one time or another, even myself. I, I have to admit that. Amen. Well, I'm going to cancel you. You, are no, you no longer exist to me. The Lord Jesus Christ reached out and found this woman. Amen. And it's in this uh, understanding that we're going to move forward with this message. The living water of Christ. Amen. Here we go. Now, there's a question. What, what, what is living water? What is living water? It's not a term we use today um, in our day-to-day -day speech. We may use it in our churches, but it's not something, you know, just don't go up to somebody on the street that says, have you had some living water? We may say Poland water or something like that, but we don't speak about, or a bottle of water, but we don't speak about living water, all right? So let's get into it, all right? All right. We're going to define the, t the term uh, uh, or the terms living water. We'll start off with the word living. It is a Greek word because the New Testament portion of the Bible, which John is in, is written originally in Greek. So we will look at the Greek definition, and it's a word, zao, Z-A-O, in our English. Amen. That's how we would understand the Greek word. And it means, this word living means to live, okay, Experience God's gift of life, okay, bubbling up, gushing forth, flowing with suggested idea of refreshment and salubrity, which is health giving, that th this water is alive. It is, it, it's full of health giving benefits, okay, it's bubbling up, it's moving, it's 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 active hallelujah living water amen is it's figuratively used of the spirit and truth of god as satisfying the needs and desires of the soul so jesus was there to minister to the needs and desires of this woman's soul amen she was longing for things at which which manifested in her having five husbands at one time and now living with a man that she was not married to, amen. And for us, it could be a whole lot of things, amen. We could be type A personalities who want, who are overachievers, who want to prove to the world how wonderful we are. So we have to keep moving and keep doing things, amen. We could be overly um, a goody two-shoes or holier than thou when we want to show the world how holy we are, amen. It's a whole lot of things that we get engaged in, amen, to try to feel Fill the needs of the soul. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, by way of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the only one that can fulfill the desires of the soul. And he is so good that he left Jerusalem and walked 34 miles to meet a woman that was outcast by society so that the needs of her soul would be met. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Glory to God. When the world rejects you, Jesus will not reject you. Thank you, Lord. So this living word, this living, this word is living, it's active, it's moving, it's gushing forth. Hallelujah. It brings refreshment. It brings healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It satisfies the needs and desires of the soul. It's, it's truthful. It's, it's based on God's spirit and truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at the word water. It is a Greek word, hudor. An allegorically, or allegorically, which means a, 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 uh, an extreme example. It's that, it, that which refreshes and keeps alive. So water has the idea of refreshment. Think about on a hot day like today, you might want some water to feel refreshed. Amen. So that which refreshes and keeps alive the soul. So this is for the soul, though. Amen. So it's likened to water or viz the spirit and truth of God. So the, uh, uh, the spirit and truth of God refreshes the soul. Amen. Jesus said in another scripture that my words are spirit and they are life. Amen. So when Jesus comes on the scene, he offers this woman living waters of that which refreshes the needs of the soul, that which is alive, that which is bubbling up and gushing over, that which produces uh, health in the individual that receives it amen that which refreshes and keeps alive and nourishes the soul so living water is is all those things it would it's, it's that which refreshes the soul it 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 brings about healing amen hallelujah in the ancient world moving water was water that had power so here jesus is using a metaphor amen uh living waters to um to, to convey the idea of that I'm here to refresh your soul, to meet the needs of your soul. Amen. He used the term living water. Amen. Hallelujah. So I hope, hopefully, that you have the idea. Amen. So our relationship with Jesus should be one that refreshes our souls, that brings about healing, that gives us a sense that we're loved by Jesus, that he would go out of his way to supply that for us. Amen. We call that living waters. Amen. It's like an inspiration for life, a, 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 a infusion of life and health and joy and your inner man's needs being met. We, we go out everywhere trying to get our needs met. We go here. We go there. Some of us chase after prophets to different churches to get our needs met. Some of us go from relationship to relationship to relationship to get our need met of love. Amen. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, some of us were grinding on our jobs. We're, we're trying to make it in our careers that we the, the need of our soul gets met. Amen. But the need of our soul is met. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord where he shares the living water with us. Hallelujah. So that is the meaning of living water. But there's more. Amen. So now I'm going to make three points to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to get a full understanding of this living water. All right. So point one. Now that we have defined the meaning of living water. What significance does it hold for our lives as modern day Christians? So what does it mean for me, brother minister, as a modern day Christian? What about this living water. All right. I'm going to share it with you. Amen. Hallelujah. By way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's go to Exodus 40 and 12. Now, in this scene, 
God told Moses to set up the tent of meeting or the tabernacle. So the, the first place of worship for the children of Israel when they were delivered from Egypt. So they were in Egypt for hundreds of years uh, in bondage. Amen. God delivered them. Amen. Through the 10 plagues and especially the last plague where the firstborn uh, were killed in the uh, from uh, all of Egypt. Amen. And the firstborn of the Israelites that were under the blood covering of the lamb over the doorposts were preserved. Amen. Now they go into the wilderness. Amen. God leads them there because he's going to lead them to the promised land. Amen. What the pillar of fire by day. I mean, the pillar of fire by night and the uh, cloud by day. Amen. I'm getting off of track a little bit, but I'm just trying to set up this whole thing for you. So now God tells them to make a tent, which will be your center place of worship while you are traveling through the wilderness. Okay. So it's with this idea that God tells that Moses, who was the leader, to set up the tent of meeting. So he had the, the various experts in the tribe of everybody. I, we had a little technical difficulty. So I was setting up Exodus 40 and 12. Amen. I was saying this is where Moses was setting up the temple because God had led him to do so and the tabernacle was a tent or the first place of worship for the children of Israel in the wilderness they had been delivered from Egypt by God and now we're in the wilderness all right and Aaron and his sons were going to be the first priest the priest is someone that is a go-between between God and man excuse me however at that time you could not just approach God in your humanity because humanity was fallen humanity is sinful whether we want to believe that or not this is the state that man is in outside of a relationship with jesus christ and there was no jesus walking on the scene at this time all right so let's read what happened to aaron and his sons and it says and thou shalt bring aaron who would be the first priest and his sons unto the door of the tabernacle or the tent of meeting of the congregation and wash them with water so water to the ancient Hebrew understanding is that which God required for you to be washed and part of your preparation to enter his presence. Amen. And these priests could only enter the presence of God into the holiest place in the tent once a year. All right. So water, I want you to remember that water carries a uh, obviously water can wash the physical body, but it, it carries a spiritual meaning of being cleansed before you enter in the presence of God. All right. So water means cleansing. Amen. Obviously, water cannot bring salvation to us. Amen. It's the blood of Jesus. But water is symbolic of the cleansing that Jesus gave us by his death and resurrection. All right. So that's why I bring that scripture up to you. All right. So when Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman about giving her living waters from a living water from an ancient Jewish point of view, one of the things he was offering the woman was continual cleansing that a constant flow of living, living water, living water, hallelujah, glory to God would provide her hallelujah as a modern day christian one understanding of the words living water is that we have continual cleansing from sin by way of christ and his living water all right hallelujah we as modern day christians hallelujah glory to god 
have continual cleansing from sin active in our lives. So when we think of living waters, hallelujah, hallelujah, we should think of that we are under constant cleansing. Hallelujah. That God didn't do, yes, Jesus died on the cross once and for all time, but that, hallelujah, we are under constant cleansing. Amen. Hallelujah. As Christians. So the bigger point that you can get from out of this is that we can't be separated from God now because he is actively, constantly cleansing us. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, as modern day Christians, from time to time we sin. But when we sin, amen, when sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. We get that from Romans 5 and 20. And how God does that with grace much more abounds is that we're under a constant, hallelujah, cleansing, a continual cleansing taking place in our lives. Somebody better say hallelujah. So the understanding that the ancient Hebrew person would have had, amen, hallelujah, when they heard the term living waters, or one of the understandings is that God has offered me a constant cleansing as, as Aaron and his sons had to be washed to go into the, uh, the tabernacle, amen, it would be like that they were under constant cleansing and wouldn't have to go and physically wash themselves amen by themselves under their own power god would have been just doing it amen now we have a benefit that they don't have amen because christ uh, uh christ dying on the cross is a past event to us amen it was a future event to them amen so we as modern day christians when we think of the term living water we should think of that we're under god's constant cleansing somebody say hallelujah Glory to God, especially because of our day to day walk. We may get um, defiled for certain things or dirtied or sullied because of certain things we get caught up in or we walk around and God cleanses us constantly by way of the living water. Once again, please say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a benefit of being a Christian. You're under constant cleansing. Hallelujah. Total cleansing of heart, mind, and body. Amen. It's a total cleansing that takes place. Amen. We're going to see that in Hebrews uh, 10 and 22. I'm reading from the New International Readers Version. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the writer of Hebrews, we don't know who this person was, but they were trying to convince a group of Hebrews. So the book is written. The book's name is Hebrews. Amen. Who didn't quite think that the sacrifice of Jesus was enough. They felt like they had to still keep the law of Moses and have uh, the cross. Amen. They felt like they had to provide some, some, some self efforts to gain salvation. So salvation was by the work of Moses plus the cross uh, where Jesus died for our sins. Amen. It wasn't the cross by itself. And saints, I'm here to tell you today, for those who are unfamiliar, it is the cross alone. We do good works or we follow, um, uh, the life of holiness, amen, as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do so, because we can't do it on our own, and hallelujah, and, but all that is as a result of what Christ did at the cross, dying for our sins, amen, so it's, we are accepted solely, we have salvation solely through uh, the death and resurrection of Christ, 
Amen. We don't need to add anything into, with it, amen, to be saved. These people didn't believe that. And this is why the writer here, some think it's Paul, we're not sure, that is trying to convince these Hebrew people who thought it was the, the uh, work of the, um, the Ten Commandments and the other 613 laws plus the uh, death and resurrection of Christ. Amen. He's trying to convince them that that's not the case. All right. So with that said, we're talking about the total cleansing of the heart, mind and body. So the scripture says, so let us come near to God. So this person's making the argument to these people who believe this, that, it, that the cross wasn't enough. So let us come near to God with a sincere heart. Amen. So let us come near bodily because of our faith. Our hearts have been sprinkled. Hallelujah. So our hearts have been cleaned. Our minds have been cleansed from a sense of guilt. So now as a modern day Christian, we don't have to walk in guilt any longer. Amen. So our, our, our minds have been cleared of guilt. Amen. And anyone of us and myself, I've been guilty of this, especially. Amen. Who causes guilt to be on other Christians. Amen. Is not operating according to God's will. Amen. So our, heart, our hearts have been clean or sprinkled. Our minds have been cleansed from guilt. Amen. The blood of Jesus has paid for our sins. Hallelujah. Our bodies have been washed with pure water. So this here is giving you the idea of the state of a believer under Jesus Christ. That our hearts have been cleansed. Our minds have been cleansed of guilt and our bodies have been washed with pure water, which gives you a sense of the totality of the cleansing that takes place in the life of a believer so that we could come boldly to the throne of grace. All right. Or come boldly to God. Amen. Without fear of being uh, having lightning bolts thrown at us or that God's going to judge us or anything like that. Amen. There's a totality of uh, being cleansed. Amen. Heart, mind and body as a modern day Christian. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and this all points back to the living water. Amen. We talked about uh, a constant cleansing takes place of our heart, our mind and our body and which is symbolized by the pure water. Amen. There is a sense of baptism here. We don't get saved by baptism. Amen. Baptism is an outer sacrament or outer ceremony or, 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 or testimony of the inner work. Amen. I, I, I'm engaging in physically going underwater and being cleansed or being buried with Christ and coming out with newness of life once I come out the water. Amen which is symbolic of the work that Jesus did in our inner man to save us and, 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 and cleanse us. Amen. Lord God. So we're not saved by baptism. Amen. Lord God, we're saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But baptism is an outer sign of an inner work or total work that God has done in us and living waters, living water, excuse me, is uh, an indication. Amen. Of, Hallelujah. That we are constantly being cleansed. Amen. Hallelujah. I got a lot going on here with this technical stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, when we are modern day Christians, think of living water. 
one of our conclusions should, when we think of living waters, one of our conclusions should be that we live with a continual cleansing of God active in our lives. So just emphasizing that point again. We, are on, we, we should live with the understanding that we are in a constant cleansing which is active in our lives. Amen? All right. Point number two. Amen. It's 1130. Let me hurry up. The life of Christ. John 737. All right. It's the Feast of Tabernacle. And um, Jesus was speaking on the last day of the Tabernacle. And he says, uh, the Feast of Tabernacle. He says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, not literally cried with tears, but spoke out loud, saying, if any man thirst. Now, thirst, we should think of in terms of your heart, your inner man is yearning to, to, uh, uh, for, for something out of life that it's not getting. All right. So if any man thirst or, or is yearning for the meaning of life, for my purpose, for, for, for love, for uh for relationship with God. So if any man he cries out with a loud uh, voice, amen, during the last day of this uh, Feast of Tabernacle, which honors uh, the, the Israelites living in the wilderness, amen, with God in the center of them, in the, uh, living in the tabernacle represented by the Ark of the Covenant, amen. So if any man thirst or have a longing of his soul, let him come unto me. So if we have a longing of our soul, we should come unto Jesus. And this is what he's announcing to the people. And drink, which conveys that it'd be something, uh, at least symbolically, that you can drink. All right, so that's John 7, 37, next verse. And he says in verse 38, he says, He that believeth on me, Speaking of Jesus, that's why it's in red there. As the scripture hath said, now the many scriptures he's referring to here, amen. Hallelujah. Out of his belly, or belly meaning inner man, shall flow rivers of living water. So many streams of this refreshing, life-giving, healing, cleansing water. My God. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to jump to John 10, 10 to tie, try to tie into that uh, John 7, 37 and, and 7, 38. Amen. It says here, Jesus is speaking, says the thief cometh not but for to steal, st steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, I am come that they might have life. So Jesus is ca he came that we all might have life and that we might and that. They might have it more abundantly. This life he speaks of is the word zoe, life, both physical or present and of spiritual, particularly future existence. All right. I.e. it always only comes from and is sustained by God's self-existent life. The Lord intimately shares his gift of life with his people, creating each in his image, which gives all the capacity to know his eternal life. So what's what, how, what am I, what's going on here? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's first de define the word abundantly. Uh, it's a Greek word per peri perisos. All right. 
and it means properly all around, more than, beyond what is anticipated, more than what is anticipated, exceeding expectation, more abundant, going past the expected limit. So he comes to give us a life that goes above and beyond what we've experienced before. According to BibleHub.com, the scripture can be read uh, in another way. It can be read, I came in order that they, believers, might continuously have life even that they may continuously have it all around. So Jesus came to bring us life that's above and superior of quality than the life that we have. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So from point two, we can conclude that the living water that Jesus gives is his very own life. He said, I have come that they might have a life, my life. And have it more and have the life that they experience more abundantly or in greater quality or above and beyond or all around that they might have life now in their physical present um, state of being, amen, and forevermore. Or he's speaking of eternal life. So when God or Jesus shares his life, it's life that we can enjoy now and forever. Amen. Let me finish reading here. It is a life that is that satisfies the thirsting of the human soul. Jesus comes to share his very own life with us that satisfies the thirsting of the human soul. It is a life that is over and above what mankind could experience on his own. It is a life that can be enjoyed in the here and now as well as in the future. It is eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So the point being here, amen, is that, hallelujah, let me just review real quick. Point number one, amen, is that living water should be viewed as continual cleansing. We have continual cleansing of God active in our lives. Point number two, living water should be thought of as the very life of Christ being shared with us. He shares his own life with us. A life that is above and beyond. Uh, it's, it's a weak analogy, but me and my wife now share a life together. Amen. And I don't mean to be uh, chauvinistic to you or anything like that or, or, or archaic, but I've laid down my life for my wife. I've shared my life with her. I've given her my name. And Jesus gave us his name, and that's why we're called Christians. He's given us his life. Now, Jesus is much better at it than I am, obviously, my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So, ultimately, as a husband, I'm to share the life of Christ with my wife. And in turn, she shares the life of Christ that is in her with me. Amen. And that's how marriage is supposed to work. Amen. Hallelujah. So point number two, when we think of living water, we should think of it being the life of Christ that's been shared with us. Amen. Point number one, think of living waters. It should be continual cleansing that we live underneath as Christians. Point number two, when we think of living waters, we should also think that it is the life of Christ that's being shared with us. 
Amen. And it's a life that's greater in quality than the one we had. That doesn't mean that we're all going to be millionaires and everything like that. It means we can experience life as Christ lived it. Amen. And there is a supernatural component to that. To be greater than the life we have, which is just natural, means that it's supernatural or it's above natural. Amen. Hallelujah. And things like healing and deliverance and restoration and all the other things that go along with Christianity are a part of this life when we think of living water. Let me hurry up. Amen. Point number three, the agency of the Holy Spirit. The agency of the Holy Spirit. So how should we understand this? Amen. The word agency means the action, activity, force, power, influence, means, work, effect, medium of the Holy Spirit. Let's look into this. Let's see what is the agency of the Holy Spirit. We're coming out of John 739. So that's the verse right after the one, the two uh, verses we spoke about earlier. We went to John 737. We went to John 739. Now, we're, I mean, 738. Now we're in John 739. And this scripture says, but this spake he of the spirit. Which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So at this time, amen, the followers of Christ, amen, did not have the Holy Spirit in dwelling them. Amen. Now he was making this scripture makes a reference to the rivers of living water that flow that were that would flow from a believer. Amen. So Jesus was speaking prophetically. Amen. In John 737 and John 738. Amen. And now John, the writer, is clarifying um, how or by what means that this, these rivers of living water or the life of Christ and the continual cleansing of Christ would take place in our lives. Hallelujah. And he says, but this speak spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not glorified or he not, had not yet returned to his father in his glorified body. Hallelujah. And sitting on the right hand of God. Amen. Uh, signifying that his work of salvation was finished. Amen. Hallelujah. So what are you saying here? Amen. Uh, uh, hallelujah. I'm saying that this, the, the agency of the Holy Spirit is is his work to bring about the life of Christ and the continual cleansing of Christ and make it active in our lives. Let's look at John 16, 7. Amen. Uh, it says, this is uh, Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is, it is expedient for you that I go away. Now he's speaking of his crucifixion and subsequent ascension back to heaven. For if I go not away, the comforter, or we know in the Greek, amen, it's a word called paraclete, one called alongside to help the, or advocate. Amen. Hallelujah. The comforter will not come unto you. Now, this is a reference to the Holy Spirit. The comforter will not come to you. Now, think about this. Hallelujah. Let's let's take this word very literal. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. So if we need comfort, we need to obviously we pray to Father God. We we authorize the prayer in Jesus's name. 
And then the Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. And that comes to comfort us is active in comforting us. He already lives inside of us. Amen. If we are believers in Christ, comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So Jesus is here speaking that he's going to send the Holy Spirit to the believers. Amen. Now we know this happened on the day of Pentecost. Amen. After his ascension back to heaven. Amen. Let me go on. Verse 13 of the same chapter. Amen. Uh, this is Jesus ex uh, explaining the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. He, and then this is speaking prophetically about the future at that time. For us, it's in the past, but right here, speaking prophetically, he will guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit will guide us into the truth. Uh, there, is, there are not many truths. There's one truth. Truth is exclusive. Amen. So he will guide us into truth. Amen. There's a famous term that many of us use today. Well, I have to speak my truth. Amen. Listen, it's, it's fancy and it justifies our opinions. Amen. But there's just one truth. And the truth is that which God speaks. Amen. And God's brought about. Amen. And Jesus says he's the way, the life and the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's just one truth. Amen. Hallelujah. What we really should be saying is I have to speak my opinion. That's what we're really saying when we make that statement. Hallelujah. Let's go on about this again. Hallelujah. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. The Holy Spirit's not coming here and said, you must listen to the Holy Spirit. I, the Holy Spirit, say this. He's not concerned. He, ha he is egoless. He does not speak about himself. But what does he speak about? But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. What he hears from the Father and the Son, he will speak. Verse 14, he shall glorify me. He's going he's gonna to lift up and honor Christ. The Holy Spirit, when he dwells in you, is going to lift up and glorify and honor Christ. For he shall receive of mine. He, he, he shall receive of all that is Jesus's. And shall and shall show it unto you. So all that Jesus has accomplished and done for mankind and especially believers will be shown to you by the Holy Spirit. He does not come. Now, there was a movement years ago when we were to. Uh, actively seek out and worship the Holy Spirit. But like I mentioned at the beginning of this message, that Jesus is the theme and the center of the Bible. So point number three should be thought of uh, and is conclusion that through the agency of the Holy Spirit who indwells every believer. Now there's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit that happens at conversion or at salvation when you believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus and uh, and that, uh, and you confess with your mouth that he rose from the dead. You are saved. You are born again believer. Amen. You're born again because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Then he his spirit, the spirit of God connects with your human spirit. And now we are reconnected with God and no longer dead spiritually. Amen. So. And there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit where we are placed in the spirit. Amen. And are ready for ministry. Amen. That's a whole different message. Amen. So let me read this again. 
through the agency of the Holy Spirit who indwells every believer, the living water or life of Christ springs forth from the heart of believers. For the Holy Spirit seeks not his own glory, but reminds believers of their status in Christ, as well as the abundant blessings that go along with, the sti with that state of being. So point number three, when we think of living water, we should think of it the, uh, being... Uh, the, the agency of the Holy Spirit to share with us, to, to make active in our lives the cleansing, the constant cleansing, the continual cleansing, the life of Christ. Hallelujah. The, the benefits and the blessings of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. All this is done by way of the Holy Spirit. And this is where the confusion comes where we just call living waters the Holy Spirit. He is the agent by way the cleansing and life of Christ is shared with us, is active in our lives. He is the agent that brings about these rivers of living water or these rivers of life, the life of Christ. These many streams of the life of Christ are conveyed upon us by way of the Holy Spirit. He is the agent, the agency of the Holy Spirit. So let me wind all this up. Amen. Hallelujah. Point number one that's in white. Living water should be should remind the believer that he, she is under continual cleansing. So you and I, as modern day Christians, hallelujah, we have our failings, we have our ups, we have our downs, we have our opinions that don't line up with God, we have our worldviews that don't line up with God. We sometimes are ignorant, we, we are progressively uh, gaining the revelation, the full revelation of God as we live our lives, amen. But in the meantime, amen, hallelujah, some of us are caught up in sin, some of us need deliverance, amen. But through it all, what we think of living waters, it's to remind us that we are under constant or continual cleansing. Amen. And I know I'm using constant and cleansing, uh, 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 continual, the same way. They're not the same word. We're under continual or repeated cleansing. All right. That's the, the, the literal meaning of continual. Amen. Point number two, living water. The living water Christ spoke of was a reference to him sharing his very own life with the believer. So when we think of living water as modern day Christians, amen, we should think of the life of Christ active in us. Amen. And point number three, the living water or life of Christ is administered to the believer through the agency of the Holy Spirit. It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that makes active the life of Christ in us and the continual cleansing that we experience. Somebody say hallelujah. So living water with well, this church is the living waters Christian center. Now I put the S on there because it just sounds better uh, phonetically. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it's living water. Amen. Hallelujah. We think of living waters. We could think of the rivers of water. Amen. The many streams. Amen. So this church is all about the cleansing of Christ. We're cleansed and we continue to be cleansed. Amen. Hallelujah. And the life of Christ is active in us. Amen. This is what the church uh, name means. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's brought about by the agency of the Holy Spirit. And this is why we are living waters Christian center where the cleansing and the life of Christ is active in our lives. And we want to share that with others. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's done through the agency of the Holy Spirit that is active and ministers in us and through us when we 
allow him to do so. Somebody say, hallelujah, I am done. God bless. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.